has been everywhere early on. Oh, oh. He's got a kidney's fourth. The dancing feet of Doug Martin. Nick Martin. There's a new Martin in town. Draper wants to put an end to all this. Hands it over to Guelphie. Draper wants it back. The brush off runs into space. Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. The Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast is two blokes that have known each other forever. We catch up most days in the Melbourne CBD for lunch to talk everything Essendon Footy Club. My name is Grant and with me is Scott. Hello, everyone. Good to be back. We're joined on Zoom today. Uh, we're doing the uh, main show on Zoom today. so uh, Indeed, yes. I, um, just a, a one-off. We'll be back to uh, normal next week. Uh, that's all good. That's all good. Uh, so, look, interesting situation to discuss tonight because... Uh, okay. I'm, uh, there's a, I've been, I follow social media a lot. I follow things like Bomber Blitz and, and yep. Twitter and Facebook and, and read all those big footy and read all, I just was interested to see what the, the fan feedback was all different mixes. Um, uh, there was, there was some were concerned about that game and I understand that and, uh, and some, you do? and, and Good some, Lord. and some happy about, uh, where we are as a club, I'm probably on the on the latter. Uh, so, I, I think we can all admit in patches in that game we were off our normal. Pretty bad, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. Uh, we had some really bad, bad patches in that game, and that you just can't hide that. Obviously, the first quarter was brilliant, but uh, second and third was a, a shaky at best, um, especially with the uh, contested footy and, and our centre bounce clearance work. It started to go away from us. And the youngsters, uh, the North youngsters sort of took control uh, for long periods. They we did, got, actually, yeah. We got three goals down in, in the third quarter, and it did look shaky. And, look, credit to the guys again. Um, they they gritted their teeth, and, you know, they end up outscoring them by four goals by the end of the game. And, uh, you know, we, had, we reached a pressure factor of over 200, which is elite, um, in the last quarter. And so we came out... And, and tried to get that win, and we ended up doing it. And so, yep. for all intents and purposes, um, what that means is the Hesedon Football Club is seven wins and five losses and six on the ladder. So that's probably where I think why I'm, uh, one, very, very relieved <laughs> with that ending. I think we're all on tense hooks there, and uh, it was a tough game to watch. But when it's all said and done, uh, when we keep playing these teams that either are around us or below us, we keep winning them. Uh, and like we every, t- every time. Yeah. And so, uh, you, you know, that's something that Essendon fans aren't overly used to <laughs> that we keep getting over the, over the top of these games. Um, Especially when you're down by three goals, um, the opposition has momentum. That usually means that's it. So we get, yeah, we get, yeah, three turns into five turns into six and then that's we drop our bundle. That. And yeah, yeah. Yep. And so we're, we've done it several times uh, this year where we've gritted our teeth and come back into the game after a, a, a team's sort of gone on top of us in the second, third quarters. And we've, we've either made it a, a, a very, very tight contest or gone out of the top and won. So they, they do, this group do have a never say die kind of attitude, which I, I generally appreciate. So, um, you know, I've had a lot of thoughts about, about this game and in the year so far and, I'm struggling to think, and I say this to a few people who are, you know, you probably know who have messaged on social media. I struggle to think how you don't think this year is positive. I think there was some 
that questioned my thoughts around that. But I, I just can't help think from what I saw last year, and, and look, even I would even suggest the last five years, because even when we've had a good year, like in twenty one, I've always felt it was a bit opportunistic. You know, Stringer had that crazy year. Um, and we were such, so much relying on individual, individual, individual brilliance. Yeah. yeah. And and this year it seems like it's the group is working for each other more than I ever seen for a decade maybe. So as Essence side, it's a bit more system-based, role-based. You play for each other. Um, and I think really if you highlight that Jake Stringer play and considering the narrative of Jake Stringer since he's been at Essendon and maybe even at Western Bulldogs – here is a smother um, and then a follow-up key tackle, just a hard tackle. It releases the footy and it ends up going to D'Ambrosio when we kick the goal winner. And I think that Jake Stringer moment kind of encapsulates, and, you know, if you talk about dream time as well with the, the Stringer um, uh, centering the ball to where Sam Durham marks the ball. And he's had big moments in this, in this but for a guy that even I've accused – I was sometimes of being overly selfish. Um, I think under Scott, he is kind of the embodiment of what's happening at the club uh, uh, by his own actions and his own um, selflessness. And, and he's gone a lot of times in the middle and just to, to bash and crash and to help us get contested footy. Um, so I think off the top, I wanted to just applaud Jake and just say, I, you know, we can see it, mate. If you listen to this show, we can see it. We appreciate it. And um, uh, just, uh, yeah, it's just I'm so grateful for that you're buying into this whole thing. Um, you're obviously a sensational player as is, but uh, I think the way you're conducting yourself, the way you're going in every game and playing a, a team role under Scott is fantastic. So I'm loving what the Essendon Football Club is doing this year. They're, you know, I, I think it's hard we have to keep understanding that Darcy Parrish hasn't played the last four weeks and, you know, you know, Setterfield played, hasn't played the last three weeks. Shield, you could almost count out Shield in that North game. He wasn't clearly right. And then they subbed him off. Yep. So you haven't got those guys for at least three or four weeks and we've won three in a row. And I know they're all winnable games, but it's such a crucial three wins, this three wins, because, you know, if anyone told me that Parrish, Setterfield and Shield and Wright are all out, um, at the start that's, of the year, you go. That we're, is a we're hell of a lot. Yeah, so last year we we're closest to uncompetitive as it is then, and but we're not. We're fighting out. We're fighting, ugly, you know, ugly wins out, and and that's a really mark of a good club. And uh, I'm just wrapped about how they've fought the last three weeks, even though it hasn't been pretty. They've just kept winning though, and you know that what happens when you look at the ladder all of a sudden you go, hey, we're in sixth spot, and guess what? After the bye. These guys come back. Peter Wright starts probably this week. And because we've gutsed it out this last month, it's given us an opportunity to really launch something quite unique to us in the second half of the year with a with a with a I'll say a half decent draw. So with a with yeah. the view on finals. Uh, so that's, the, that's the thing. Yeah, exactly. So we've got something to aim for in the second half of the year, but we've actually, you know, touch wood get these guys back after the bye, you look up and go, hey, this is a good team. Mate, um, to reiterate what you were just saying about Jakey a second ago, Jakey's, we know Jakey's Jakey, mate. He's the package. He's the literal definition of an X factor. And 
he gets more more leeway and more license than most AFL footballers because he's a freak and he can win you a game. But to see him run down that guy with the tackle, the the smother is great. Like the smother is a one percenter that should be applauded. But then to follow up with that really hard, good tackle really should be applauded. And I know it, it, it shouldn't be applauded like too much because it, you're supposed to as an AFL footballer, Jake's no different. But for Jake to do it, it really shows the rest of the team the desperation of a guy like Jake, the guy that potentially didn't run as hard or didn't chase as hard and was concentrating on kicking barrels from 50, which he's more than capable of doing. So to see him put in the effort, like you were saying, in the middle, put in the effort in the middle while we're missing a set of field and while Ben Hobbs doesn't have a license because he's too young yet and all this sort of stuff, right? He's he's really, really stepping up as a footballer. And to, to sort of discuss your point again, I'm really confused. Um, not surprisingly, when it comes to your opinion and my opinion, you're measured and precise with yours. I'm a <laughs> bit more over the top. I cannot believe there are people, and we saw him on the Facebook page, I cannot believe there are people that go, we should have dominated that team. We should have won by 50 points. Um, if you don't think that's the case, that's the reason why we haven't played finals in 20 years. Like people, people are saying that we we should have beat that team by fifty points, so therefore it was a um, it was a failure. Guys, we're sixth on the ladder. We've won two in a row. Was that three in a row? Three, in a row. three yeah. in a row, right? We've won three in a row. We're winning games of football. We've got those four blokes out that are walk up starts at our side. So everybody, take a deep breath. Enjoy the fact that we're sixth at the moment. Yeah, and, that's I'm loving. Yeah. I, I was that's why I think I, I find it hard sometimes to read it because I'm like, I don't have that emotion. I'm loving this year. This is like, Mate, uh, just enjoy it. Like have fun. Yeah. We we dead said have an eyeball, a half of an eyeball on the finals. For yeah. sake. Like last year we finished what, fourteenth? Uh fifteenth or fifteenth, yeah, I Fifteenth or something stupid like Fourth that. Last. So yeah. guys, to go from there. And now is incredible with half our well three quarters of our engine room missing and again i'm calling out from the just from the top rung um joy i've been on the lunchtime catch-up podcast caldwell i just want to point out too since he's been on the lunchtime catch-up podcast he's been playing incredible he's averaging 27 possessions he's averaging 27 possessions (laughs) and um just incredible um incredible game since he's been on the podcast we're not saying it's anything but um we are lucky to have that kid, lucky, because he has stepped in seamlessly and is giving us an in and under, him and Ben Hobbs, 21 possessions, um, a point, but that doesn't count, um, 21 possessions, 13 kicks, eight handballs, five marks, just going incredibly well with Caldwell in the absence of Parrish and Centerfield, so, and Shield for that matter. So it, it, it can't be understated. You shouldn't be sitting there going, oh, but we got half our side out. And I don't think anybody has. But just if you want to feel better about yourself as an Essendon supporter, just stop and think that exact thing. We've we've beaten good sides. We've played really well. We've had to play the people we've had to play. And we're sixth. That's great. <laughs> that is a platform for when the other when the guys come back. That's a platform to perform 
looking towards the pointy end. So yeah, I, I mean, there's, be there's literally 17 guys with less than 100 games experience that played. It's in, it's incredible. So like, it's incredible. It's uh, it, when yeah. when those guys come back, Parish and Centerfield and all that. It's like it's a springboard. It's a springboard for hopefully the pointy end of the bloody of the <laughs> of the comp. Like it's amazing. So couldn't couldn't possibly be happier. Would I have liked that to have been less? Than oh sorry more than less six tense. points yes less tense more than six points yeah sure okay fine yes but Brad Scott go yeah let's probably beat those guys by like a handy little twenty one points next time but um, Massimo got it done and that's again that's the sign of the good sides I'm not saying of a good side but good sides in adverted commas find a way to win games like that and it's it's a win it's a win that we now don't capitulate. We haven't, well, we've been run over the top a couple of times, but we don't generally capitulate. We work hard. We've got plays like all in, uh, chips in or whatever it's called. And we know what to do in situations like that. And we're executing. So, yeah, I, I couldn't be happier. Yeah, and I think the other important part um, to all this, and when I'm speaking about the holistic approach of the Essendon Football Club, is I think for 10 weeks now we haven't heard boo from anything about Essendon outside of what's happening on field. Um, Exactly right. So it's a two fronts to me is what's happening on field. But I think, and I think this is also down to Brad Scott's influence in in many ways, but it is a very stable, low key, quiet club. And, and thank God for that. Because that's what I want it. I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear anything out field. Just do quiet. Just do your business behind the work get things done and and leave Scott to be the spokesman and we'll get things done on field. And and that's, you know, that's the other part. It, it is, even though it's been a short amount of time, the, it feels so stable the, and quiet, the, yeah. the club. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really enjoying uh, 2023. Uh, it I, was, wonder our, um, I wonder where our uh, membership numbers sit. It's like seventy five about seventy five thousand five hundred. That's not bad. So uh, it has it not has bad. it was sixty eight sixty nine thousand for a while, but it has has started to grow. I mean, obviously, you'd love to get to eighty thousand, but it might be a bit. You know, you can't get three game memberships for those who are interested. But um, yeah, interested. we're not a spokesman for the club, but talk, you know, I know, but but three game membership talk to the club. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so but that's I think that's where it's at. So yeah, it's 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 been a, a really pleasing. Um, first 12 weeks. We, that is, we pretty much passed, just past the halfway point because uh, it's 23 rounds and that's 12 games. So, uh, okay. yep. so even though there's a buy, we, the buy is obviously a little bit more into the season. Um, so uh, then we got, you know, we'll talk about it later. Then we obviously got a huge challenge next Sunday night. Sorry, this Sunday night. So I guess an yep. arch rival. So yeah, what a, what a magical thing would be if we could end off that with a win and go in eight, five into the buy. So, but let's, Let's start talking, dissecting more into individual players and their performances. Yep, so absolutely. We'll do that after the break. So see you after the break soon, Grant. Yes, indeed, mate. Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Now then, 
I reckon we've we've got to start with uh, Zed Merritt. Zed Merritt, yes, and so... one of the the most incredible first quarters <laughs> of AFL football I reckon you are likely to see. Yeah, I mean, sixteen disposals, five clearances, two goals. Um, it doesn't get much better than that. Uh, when you're on track for uh, eighty possessions, eight goals, and twenty clearances, <laughs> clearances um, you're doing That's you're doing well. Mad! It is absolutely mad. Yeah, I mean. He's having a really good month, man. Like a really oh. good month. So he's probably had three best on grounds in a row now, and and um, he's getting to that point where he, you know a few fans might be getting that frustrated with that one week suspension because he's he's racking up brownlow votes now and a pretty regular yeah. vote. So, Absolutely. Uh, so uh, so yeah, it's um, yeah. I mean, he's obviously leading the guys. I love. I can you. I love that. I can see it so much on his face. How much he's determined. Um, uh, with his side now that he I, obviously he was before, but I can I feel like there's such an intensity with everything he does at the moment, and he wants he wants to lead by example, and you can. Just I was going to say it. leading from the front, like yeah. you can really say it's leading from the front. He's um he's he's a very serious footballer. He has been for a period of time, and you can you're right. You can see his performances and the way he holds himself and conducts himself on the field. It's got leadership written all over it. And you, you can't ask for more than what he's doing for the club at the moment. Like, and that's the other thing too. You got to remember, is Zach's it? Zach's left. Him and him and Jai are the two sort of recognised midfielders left. Poor Zach Merritt. When we get um, Darcy Parish back, and or Setters for that matter, the man we, we should send the man to the to the GC for a couple of days just as a break. <laughs> just as a break. Yeah. He's done. He's done a well. I think. I think, I think Stringer does help in that matter too. When he obviously yeah. comes into relief, but um, but I, look, I, I definitely hear what you're saying. Um, yeah, just playing fantastic football. Um, yeah, being a being a sensational captain so far. Hey, there's a guy of half back that's playing as good a football uh, as also as anyone. Again, uh, brilliant. So he, he's just. He was just sensational. He's had, a, again, a, a sensational month as well. So I think with the Laverde coming back, you know, when he's released to be the third man intercept kind of player and he's got and he's kind of got that role, um, there's not much better in the comp that do it. So he's, he's just nice. been sensational. Like some of his marking and just control and calmness. One yeah. grab, one grab marking in, in packs, backing into packs um, when it's required has been – it's been elite. I had, again, I'm sorry, Darcy, mate. You 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 borderline okay. You you go okay. Um, you need to dye your hair. Pick your hair. Which, which what are you going? You going blonde or you going dark? Just pick one, will you? Um, but I'm sorry, Ridge has got you covered at, at centre half back. He's a uh, he's a better mark. He's a better kick. Um, he's much better looking, and uh, he plays for a better club. So he's got you covered on all areas. It'll be interesting how Scott reviews the whole midfield mix because it is a, it is outside of merit and string. It is a young group, um, and there'll be a lot of teaching moments in this because uh, obviously it stages the young. Let's be honest, the young North guys, you know Wardlaw mm. and a few other guys, really took them to task too. But if, but if I'm honest, mate, that's that's what we've been able to avoid for the last. Four weeks that that um, Parish and Setterfield and all those guys have been out. Mm. You, you would understand if, <clears throat> excuse me, a reasonable midfield at some stage got hold of us, because you'd go Merritt is Superman, 
surely he's going to get tired. And he got tagged heavily after quarter time. Obviously. And he got tagged massively. And then like Coldwell and um, Hobbs and that sort of stuff, surely they're going to get caught by somebody. And someone's going to get a, get a hold of him and do really, really well on them. It hasn't happened. It hasn't happened yet. We've had um, like Aaron Hall, Will Phillips and um, and the Wardlaw kid and Sheasel and that. They've got some good young mids. I'll, I'll give them that. But, geez, man, you can understand if our guys would be tired. Because Calders hasn't had any uh, rest. Hobbsy hasn't had any rest. Zach Merritt sure hasn't had any rest. It's been the same midfield every single week without um, and without Shearley and Parrish and Setterfield. So I have no doubt these poor blokes will be absolutely buggered and looking for a rest. Just looking for the That's bye. Why, yeah. Absolutely, before the bye. So have no doubt. Yeah, well, obviously Wardlaw... It, Missed a bit of footy at the start of the year. Played VFL and he's only he came in like the last four weeks. But um, on a side note, the kid looks really, really good. <laughs> yeah. uh, and well, and it looks quick. And and you know, for North fans, they'll be wrapped that Phillips is. You know, there was last year there was a there was a few jokes going around that they got a dud and you know and that sort of stuff. Um, and he's now proving that completely wrong. So remember, everyone got surprised that they um, didn't do Logan McDonald. They got Will Phillips, and uh, yeah. but now it's turning around on them. And um, gee, I was actually thinking, I was actually thinking today. I was talking to a North guy. Um, we're talking about. I said, mate, if I was ever a side that I would want to tank, and I would have Phillips, Wardlaw, and Harley Reid, <laughs> like. Yeah. And then say, and, and Schiesel for that matter, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then say, like, okay, let's go. Like, you know, it was over a Harley Reed tank. You'd go, gee, you you would in five years' time, you're gonna have a serious midfield. So, I um I work with a North uh, supporter, um, Aaron. If you, I know you're not a listener, but I'll mention your name anyway. Um, he came in and said, thank you, thank you for that loss. Thank you. It's a bummer that we lost, but thanks very much because. It puts us. It puts you where you want to be in like sixth, and showing some light at the end of the tunnel. And he said, "Unfortunately, Greta puts us one one step closer to what's his face, the Harley Reid." So they're, they're happy. Like if they get hold of him, that's a that's a real decent midfield that they've just scored. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, they played well. Let's. You have to give. I think part of the the honest conversation you have to say too is that North Melbourne played a really good game. Uh, this, uh, after quarter time, they were a really good football side. and they tried uh, hard. They took it right up to us. So um, credit to them. Uh, but, hey, we won. <laughs> and that's nine in a row. So <laughs> even more. So nine wins. Now, then, yeah. now then, next one, N. Martin. Now let's talk about Nick Martin. Cause, um, what can you say about the bloke? Oh, well, I, I'm calling him, and this is for anyone over 40 years old, I'm 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 calling him the modern day Robin. Hang, 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 hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. You said the modern day, or he could be close to a certain Essendon legend's name. You're not going to go with that now, are you? No, I'm going with a a, a famous player that played for the Demons. Oh, okay, good. I thought you were going with the no, no, I the, I, the big Essendon name. For anyone who is in my age bracket and watched the eighties. I I honestly feel like, and this is age twenty twenty one. So, but I feel 21. like I'm watching a modern day Robbie Flower coming yeah. through the system. Um, graceful, competitive, just calm skills, and that's that's just you know for my era. And as I say, my era, I was like ten years old. But uh, yeah. but uh, but I remember, yeah, that's what he was like. And and Nick Martin his game at the moment. 
um, is worthy also of starting to talk about the All-Australian nominations as well because if you want to, a lot of the times the AFL will put in an inside mid into a wing uh, just to fill spots because they've been good in that spot and they get a lot of possessions. Yep. I'd love the AFL to challenge and say, who actually plays that wing role lot to its, you know, to its purity. And yeah. I think Nick Martin, maybe more than nearly any other player. I'm trying to think at the top of my head, there's obviously going to be some that be matching it. It's but, a lost art. Man. Yeah. It's a lost art now, he plays the arts of wing just to perfection. And he's, his football at the moment is a complete joy to watch. His overhead marking, his skills, his calmness, some of those breakaway moments where you feel like he's in traffic and he has ability to find five steps to to make sure he assesses three options and then chooses the right one and nails the kick. He has just an uncanny, uncanny ability to work some magic, well, even though guys are sort of eight feet off him. Uh, so... Uh, you know, I, I, we said we had a chat. We had about a twenty-minute chat before the show, pretty much <laughs> yeah. on Nick Martin. But we're talking about about the SSP and and you know what it was like then and and just and I I think I said that you know right now if if you that draft of that year if you said we had pick four or five and you I would say just pick Nick Martin um, and and so to say we've got I think now a top five caliber draft play coming through uh, for nothing is it's just insanity. And, and um, it really was nothing. Yeah. You couldn't get more nothing than that. (laughs) So uh, yeah. So it's, it's just, yeah. What a, it's an insane steal. I can't remember a steal like this uh, of someone of just that kind of SSP nature. So uh, the two class is so hard to find. Yeah. Yeah. It's classiness. You can get, you can get athletes. You can get um, you can get height. You can get physical attributes. You can get those things. Um, there's a new kid coming in the draft every year that'll give you height and physicality and that sort of stuff. But at 21, to be as smooth as that kid is, I, I look at Mark McCurry along the same lines. He's got that just smooth. He's he knows what he's doing. He's smooth as silk. It's a bit of carousel, too, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he kicks goals. I mean, but play carousel, couldn't run out of sight on a dark night. He wasn't like a, a physical beast. He wasn't anything. But talk about knew what he was doing on a football field. Nick Martin's exactly that. He knows what he's doing on a footy field. I reckon he can see one step ahead. And at twenty one, man, could you imagine how good he's going to be in three years? Like yeah. he could be, you, you also said before um, we started the pod, he could be our best player in three or four years. He could genuinely be our best player. And I, I'm, up, I'm definitely up for that. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I just double checked. He was actually 22. So just turned 22, literally a month oh, ago. Good but then, Lord, yeah. 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 Uh, so look, uh, look, obviously, just a fantastic player. Um, another 10 year career left in the guy. So enjoy it. So Bomber fans. Absolutely. And, uh, and his contract uh, expires at the end of 24. So if he is manager, he's probably on 300, 350K now. Hey, let's be honest. He's on 650K or plus um, on this trajectory by the time, by the end of next year. So he's going to get paid. And, and look. Good uh, on him, man. He's done yeah. it for himself. He's done it for himself. That's it. I mean, his story is, uh, it's, his story is that, 
you know, for 12, 12 months, he just was at the gym. He just turned his whole career around and he became so elite fit. And then, and um, yeah, and he did it again. And even after the first year at Essendon, he went back into the gym, then got physically stronger this time and just worked, you know, was, you know, preseason was before it started, after it, after it finished, just kept working, working and, they're the players you love. They just work so hard to to say, so yeah, I'm going, he fully deserves uh, to be paid, man. He fully deserves Absolutely. it in every sense. So, uh, look, um, I'm going to mention uh, uh, Perkins because I he's now, when you start looking at his stats, his score involvements, his goal assists, his goals himself, he's got 15 now, um, he's now actually getting – to that point where I think he's doing really, really well as the high half forward and he's looking more dangerous. Uh, his possessions are becoming lethal at the moment. So that's it. He's, he's your classic 15 possession, but joy, but boy, it's um, everyone seems to be so productive. Um, so yeah, I, I really, really appreciating where he's at at the moment. He's played 51 games. Uh, he's now got his grounding, um, to, to where he can really launch off now. So eight contested possessions, uh, was he at 15, 17 disposals? Um, so, yeah, he's he's having some really, really good moments. Uh, yeah, so uh, big big goal from 50 on, on the weekend uh, as well, just launched right into it. I, I'm really, really liking where he's at. And um, he's, this feels like there's, there's another level, though. Uh, I know... I agree. And, and, whether, I agree. and whether it's whether it's more. yeah whether it's midfield, but there's I still feel like and he obviously said it. He, Cal Toomey did an article with it. He obviously he kind of had said that there's still a way to go, um, and and that's the exciting part when when we're talking about Nick Martin, we're talking about Perkins. We've hardly seen Cox and Reed. We're talking yeah. about some. We just saw Sardis play his first game in the VFL. We're, there's a lot of top end talent. We are so untapped in this list that we're just waiting to see what they actually are. You know, in in the like, yep. what is the hundred game player version of these players? Uh, and that's that's the exciting part that there's so much room for improvement in this side, mate. Um, we keep saying it every week, but Mason Redmond, uh, just Mister Consistency now, N- never gets beaten. Nineteen. Um, at 78%, uh, 78%. Him and Andy McGrath down there now. And I look, Andy made one or two again, just bombed it into the forward line a couple of times, which I'm not a fan of. Um, but just Redmond and McGrath now off a half-back flank is, it's just perfect. It can stay there. Our, our back six now is is set. Um, the only person that you might bring in now is Kelly um, or Baldwin for a, a monster forward maybe. Um, a la Carlton, perhaps, but McGrath, Redmond, just incredible off off halfback for us. And I reckon opposition teams will know that they've got to do something with those two guys because for both of those guys, opposition teams have not been able to provide a solution to have their half forward make Redmond pay or make McGrath pay because they're cheating off, they're doing well there. There, uh, especially McGrath, is um, wearing his opponents like gloves. I'm an old backman from way back, and I love seeing high-performing backman. It's brilliant. Yeah, and look, no doubt, I think we can all admit McGrath was, you know, with ball in hand, was 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 not as fluent as he's been in previous month. But yeah. uh, 
but his competitiveness is still there and his defensive his defensive side of his game has been so strong. So um, I, I must admit, I thought, it, I'll be honest, I thought that back six was a little bit more shaky than I'm used to. That's just me. Yeah. Um, I mean, North has almost scored 100 points. So, you know, it was, it, it's, it was a, yeah, it was, Zerk obviously has played a couple of unusual Zerk games. And I don't know if you've noticed this, but every, you know, when they, when Zerk's away from the contest, I keep on feeling like he's looking at his ankle, like all his foot, like there's just something not okay. right. Like he's he's slight limping sometimes. I just feel like he's playing through something at the moment. They don't and trying to get through it, and it's affecting his just his performance a bit. But he's he's been you know Oscar Allen obviously gave him a, a bit of a touch up and uh, yeah he's a he's a damn good player. And and then um, Alaki obviously at the start of the game, gave him a bit of a touch-up. So I think he's probably craving the bye to get to just get a, a managed week off. Um, yeah. Oh, you know, I, I said this, Grant, in, in t- full transparency, I would have th- – I'm not saying I'm doing it, but I would at least have the conversation of a Baldwin and, and maybe a Mackay matchup if you feel like Zerk is, is just not physically right or it's just a bit off his game um, because he has – when has that physicality one on one, so it's it's something just to consider. But they may still they still may still may want the tried and true. But yeah, it's it, it was. Um, I, I mean, Heppel was obviously pretty good again. He's having a, a fairly good run. So yeah, it's they'll be they'll still it's still a game. They're going to have a lot of learnings and sorry to use that word. A lot of talk and, and a lot of videotape. Because there's definitely moments, you can't lie, there was definitely moments, 20, 30-minute 30, 30 moments in that game where we were well off it. Like, we just looked like we were almost dead. <laughs> like they, they were just carving us up, running through uncontested very easily. Very easily. Um, so, look, I, I don't want to paint over that. It is a game review. I don't want to paint over that crack. And yeah. Obviously, you've wrapped that we won and we had the spirit as a group to get over and win, but you also got to acknowledge that, you know, big – a few chunks in that game, we were really out of sorts. So it's it's something that obviously Scott will want to address, and they've got to. You just feel like they just got to get to this buy and just have just a mental break. You know, it's been a huge first. You know, it's actually a big stretch, thirteen games, then to a buy. So it's a it's a huge stretch, and when you've played a lot of top teams in that stretch, um, and a lot of marquee games, uh, are, you know, it, they've done exceptionally well to to get through it a seven and five and that's just honesty and and uh yeah it's a it's a big moment coming up uh with carlton if yeah Kyle Langford mate just four goals <laughs> he's, he's he yeah. just keeps doing it week after week after week he's uh not an unlikely forward not not someone you'd go wow I can't believe he's kicking goals because he's very very good at it but he's just he just slots in wherever you want to put him Performs exceptionally well, kicks his four goals, and I think he's what leading the leading the team now in goals kicked and by seven. Yeah, he's twenty four. Ha- yeah, having another incredible year, um, just jumping in when required, filling in for righty, kicking kicking the goals that we need him to kick. Just an all round brilliant player. Oh, uh, he's having like he's for me he's having his best year at the club. Uh, yeah. it, it, twenty four goals in 
12 games. So he's averaging two goals a game. Uh, he's, and he hasn't played every game at full, at full forward, I can promise. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> if he did, he'd probably have 30 goals. Um, but, yeah, it's – He's having a sensational year. He's just having, you know, he actually could have kicked, you know, if I'm being honest, he could have kicked six on that game. He actually dropped a few <laughs> sitters, uh, which is unlike him. But, uh, but yeah, he, he, you know, he's just constantly being a either a goal assist or scoring goals himself or score involvement. And he leads score involvements in the club. He leaves goals in the club and he's, and he's just one behind on goal assists in the club. So you cannot... You know, you cannot get any better than that. Um, so there are, there are KPIs to hit, and then there are KPIs to hit. That man is hitting every one of his KPIs in and, a big way. And if you're wondering who's one behind and goal assists, it's Nick Martin. So, uh, yeah. There you go. So, uh, yeah, Cole Langford just having a, a, a sensational. Um, and yeah. also M. Guelphie. Um, yeah, it's some big moments just, in this game, man. Yep, big moments has inserted himself back in for that. Um, that pressure, that energy, kamikaze um, pressure, yeah, last. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely, and and two goals as well. So that's the thing. Like you, um, old two goals, Menzi. He's he's still floating around, looking good. What did uh, the men's? Did he have? It won. He had one. Just the one. Yeah. So again, that's great. You're getting one out of him. Two got out his of nose Guelph. flattened, but that's all right. Well, yeah, two out of two out of Menzi, one out of Guelphie. It's great. So it, 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 having him back... <laughs> Other way around. <laughs> sorry. Two out of Guelphie, one out of Menzi. Sorry. No, that's, that's what I said. I said you uh, can, sometimes you can get two out of Guelphie. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, we go. Work with me. You're not having a good show. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, that's the kind of that's the kind of forward pressure that we need. He's um, he's a bit of a specialist in there now. And if and when Davey or uh, Wangers or somebody like that makes a real serious play for permanency in the forward line... Mac Welfie is perfectly acceptable down there and does his job brilliantly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, hey, uh, look, let's go to a break. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about the VFL um, because a few yep. people have been asking me about some obvious players that played in the VFL. There's obviously an influx of, of players that came into the side. So let's go to a break and we'll talk about the VFL. Bit of faith no more for you. Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Now then, Scotty, what happened? I know you went down to watch the VFL. Um, there was names. There was Coxie down there. There was a few people. There was also Elijah Sardis. How did it all go? Yeah, look, it was, a, it was actually quite an entertaining game. Um, uh, I really, really, really enjoyed it. So we did <laughs> come away losing. Um, uh, we were up by seven points with, with about five minutes to go, but uh, unfortunately... The boys couldn't hold on, um, and that's maybe a little bit to do with uh, quite a lot of guys coming back, just needing conditioning and some, needing some match fitness. So, pretty hard to uh, run out the game as hard. Uh, Sardis obviously left the game three quarter time, and he was actually becoming a big factor just before that. So, look, he, you know, obviously, let's talk about Elijah. Really promising signs uh, for a guy that hasn't played for a very, very long time. He's definitely uh, you, 
it was one of those games you saw what you wanted to see. He had bursts away from clearances. I think he had five clearances. He had, uh, from all reports, I think he had around about 16 or 18 possessions uh, in just three quarters. So, look, he's, he's been, you know, yeah, 18, 18 disposals, five clearances and a goal. So, I mean, in three quarters. And yeah, that three quarters, he probably would have had eight or nine interchange moments. So they're managing him a lot on low minutes. So that's that's him on very low minutes in three quarters. And, uh, yeah, and by his own mission, yeah, yeah, it took him a while to get into the game. Uh, it was the first, definitely his first 10 minutes. He's looked a bit all out of sorts. Like he was just not sure where to run and, you know. Yep. Um, but once it all clicked, I think probably when he scored the goal, because his first possession was a goal, like 10, 15 minutes into the game. Nice. Yep, keep that up. Yeah, yep. and um, a really nice sort of 50-meter goal too, by the way. Uh, but then it started to click, and then and then as the game went on, uh, him and Nick Bryant started to form a bit of a, uh, a partnership, and then he started getting clearances for us. Um, and that's what you want to see. And, look, he has a he has a way to go. I think I, from just my thoughts, I think I detected that he still needs probably three or four weeks of match fitness. To just run out, uh, he'd, he'd have to naturally. Yeah, um, he'd so have to. Yeah, very hard when with knee injuries, but he's still got a bit of running to do and a bit of fitness work. He was blowing pretty hard, and I know that's his first game back, so you're going to do that anyway. But he, he'll just need to have that kind of at least three, four weeks of just running and, and games into him, uh, and then we'll see where the world sits on on his form. And but he, look, he was he did everything right. He's um, I don't know if I want to go too much into this, but he's more of a hothead and competitor than I thought. Maybe is he? Really? Was. Yeah, yeah. It, there was uh, there was one play where you know the third quarter he he cramped up and um, and uh, and it was, looked like he was kind of down on his leg, and I was like, everyone kind of was like, <gasps> you know, it was like, oh, 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 oh no. Then once you start to do your classic kind of cramp, you know, stretch your foot and touch your end of your stretch foot. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah. Um, then, you know, the, 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 obviously you probably message from the coach's box, but get him off, get him off. Yeah. The, the collective sigh went around. Yeah. 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 Get him off the ground. And, um, he wouldn't come off the ground. He got called off. He's, and he saw it and then he just shook his head. Then he got caught, asked to get called off again. Nah. Uh, he wanted to play. He, so, uh, he wanted I to. I reckon you'll only get away with that once or twice, Elijah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's good, it's endearing once or twice, but I think <laughs> if the coach calls you to come off, young man, I reckon you might need to just come off. We understand. He did come you off about two minutes while. later, so I'll give him I'll give him that. He did come off about okay. two minutes later. And, okay, um, good, good, good. Um, but, he, you know, there was, uh, there was, I won't say who, but there was another player um, that clearly missed him and, and kind of burned him a bit, and he let him know, and I was like, <laughs> Okay, he, he and he had a fire in his belly when he did it. So I was like, I was like, it was just intriguing. I didn't, you know, he kind of got that baby face kind of look. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, it kind of it took me back a bit. I'm like, oh, yeah, actually, this guy's a bit fiery. And, he, and you know, he's, you know, um, he's a bit. Yeah, he's a. He really wants to win. He didn't. He didn't want to come out of that game at all. And he wants to win the game. And hey. I, I, those traits are hard to find, so that's I'll take it. Want, he'll, he'll you obviously, want. you know, he's he's only 18, 19, so he'll learn, he'll learn other things about team rules. <laughs> but, uh, but but what you want first and foremost is a competitor, and look, you know, so uh, Coxie played pretty much as a rover the whole game, which was yep. uh, an intriguing one. You know, 
I don't know how honest I want to be on this one, but I, I, I'm probably on the on the outer of everyone else's thoughts. Where I think a lot of people like him to play that uh, and see how it goes. I don't see it myself. That's just personally me. I have never seen it. Um, I've seen what his first season. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't think it was good as other people thought it was good. Good. That was just me. I was just I was like, oh, I think but the yeah. position, the, the the running position, the running across the ground, the not key positionness. Like that, those legs and his ability to take marks and stuff around the ground. That's, geez, I hope they don't make him a centre half back or something like that because he's got a yeah. left boot, a right boot. I, I would, be a waste oh, yeah, of time. See, see, that's what I'm saying. I would disagree. I, I have him half back every day of the week. I think that's the most, I've, 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 I think he's completely more comfortable in that role. And I don't see him as a competitive enough person to play in wing or midfield. That's me. I just, I feel like he's too laxadaisical. And, I, I, I I look at the other side of Nick Martin and go, it's it's tailor made for him. Like, yeah, it's, my, my, it's, it's I look, I'd love to be I love to be wrong, but I yeah. just I've, I I know he yeah I know I'm gonna I'm gonna cop it from this I know, but I understand he has major moments of brilliance running through the wing. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but I've always found I don't think he's a natural ball winner. Um, so yeah, yeah, you could do it, but. He he's gonna give you your twelve thirteen possessions only. Um, that's me. And that's and I, and like he if he's played what thirty forty games, I think his career averaging marks is like two point seven. I don't think I don't think he's as yeah when he played that role. I don't think he was as always as good as I think over a four quarter. But yes, he's very young. So I know I everyone think you're judging him harsh. I'm just saying that when I've seen him at training play half back. I see a, a kid that's smiling, knows exactly what to do and enjoying his footy. I feel like when I watch him in the midfield, we're trying to force something on him and I'm not sure yeah. he's as comfortable. That's I think that's more the essence of what I'm saying is I'm not sure as much as it's entertaining because he's physique and, uh, and I know guys like Blixarves has worked amazingly well for Geelong, that, yeah. that yeah, kind yeah, of role. Yeah. So I understand why that would be temptation because it would be an unbelievable asset. But I think his own competitiveness, I'd like to see go up a notch if he's going to do that. Um, but for me, when I see him at half back, I see someone who goes, all right, I know exactly what to do. I know. And he's great at it. So, But that's up for the club. That's that's just my personal thoughts. It's still very early in his journey. I fully accept yeah, of that. Of course. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And he could play two years on the wing or midfield and then everything clicks and then everyone would say, Scott, you know, you know, that's that's all I talk, and I'd go, "Great, yeah. I'm glad I'm wrong." Um, okay. But uh, but he was had a, he had one of those indifferent games. He had again like moments of really good stuff, and then moments of of just brain fades. Um, okay. I thought Waller uh, was really really good. Uh, so he had two goals. I think he had seven tackles, uh, fifteen disposals, uh, five. Yeah, so he had something like five clearances as well. So, uh, so he, it was, which is unlike Waller. So, uh, but he was really, really good. He was really, um, his work rate was exceptional. So, and and he, and look, his partner in crime, uh, Tex Wanganin, just a fantastic game. I mean, f- his first half is was as dynamic uh, as you would like to see. So, I, you know, I'd love to ask Lee Tudor, you know, with that game, he. He had Tex Wanganin first to first, I think the first quarter he had eleven disposals playing in the midfield and a goal. He looked like he was the difference in the game. He hardly played in the midfield since. Okay. So I'm trying to work out what the yeah, he had little moments of it, but then 
So I, I just thought some changes in that game. I know it's a development kind of league for us, yeah. but, you know, I thought they actually swung the game a bit. Um, so Nick Bryan was obviously very solid. One player I really want to mention that doesn't always get a lot of talk on here, and I thought he was outstanding, was uh, Lewis Hayes at halfback. That's okay. probably my favourite game I've watched him in. I thought it was one where I thought he was really in control and he's and he's the way he was positioning himself against his opponent. I was watching him closely. He was just pushing him under the footy really well, doing all those little things that I'm sure that Hurley's getting stuck into him about. Yeah, but just, The quality backmen do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That He was just – everything he was doing was at a really good level and he was – just constantly beating his his opponent and or outmarking him, and it was really good. His skills were up. Um, I don't think we can hide on this player for too much longer. So the next couple of years, when his body grows, uh, he's still only eighteen years old and still eighteen till the end of the year. So he's very wow. very young. Uh, so he's still you know in two years he'll just be turned twenty. So he's that's, still got. That's, <laughs> yeah. That shows you how young we are. Seriously, like we, we had seventeen players. Under a hundred games against North, and someone like Lewis Hayes is a who's a good-looking footballer. He looks like he knows what he's doing. He's he's not even nineteen yet, so we've got that kid coming through Cox, Reed, um, Sardis, whomever we draft this year. It, it it looks good. Yeah, yeah. He took ten marks in eighteen disposals on on yeah. the game. So, and right next to him was Kane Baldwin, who was exceptional. I think Kane had something like twenty-one disposals. Uh, he was he was really really impressive. So he had twelve marks and twenty one to So you know it was it, look it was a decent output. We obviously there was moments where our skill level was was poor, but uh, uh, um, but you know for the most part for the players that you wanted to see and and you know obviously Kelly had twenty four disposals. Uh, he was like to me as the game went on. It, by the time it was the third and fourth quarter, you saw the Kelly that you wanted to see. And you go, okay, he's ready to come back in if he if if we want him if he's required. So yep. he, he did enough. Uh, there'll be a lot of talk about um, Hunter, um, who we just got in the in the mid season yep. draft. Um, he he by his own self admission on a video <laughs> uh, today, he said he was a bit mentally drained <laughs> coming into the game, which is perfectly understandable because he's been drafted uh, midweek, right? And he's to one of the biggest clubs in the comp, and yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so he's. I mean, you could hear his tears when he was talking to Dodoro. Um, it obviously meant a lot to him, but then the next day he's had to fly from Perth to Melbourne and then he's had to meet a group he's never met before, just before the game starts. Uh, with the so and then try and sync with them and play proper footy with them, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. that's not easy, right? The, the good news is, uh, it look, it took him a long time to get uh, almost get his bearings, but it's funny in the last quarter when it was really on and it was a tense game. He definitely had his best moments, and he kicked a really impressive goal. But then followed up with with, a, with another great mark. So, he, as he would be happy with how he left that game, uh, and started to say, see the play that you hope you would see. But I, I sense that he just needed to get that. I'm I'm actually glad he played that game because he just needed to get out of the way, uh, yeah. uh, have all the emotion, Is have all the nerves. The yeah, yeah. Was he better for the run? Yeah, yeah exactly. So absolutely right. So look, it was. What we want out of the game for the most parts, you, you, you're going to love it. Um, Elijah Sardis said today that he's now cleared to play the whole game next week, next weekend. Yep. So you'll get a, a bit of an understanding of where he's next sort of, can he go to the ne next level? Um, he was at a decent level as it is. 
overall enjoyed the VFL. So, uh, yeah, unfortunately the VFLW um, team had lost. Uh, they did try and make a, a last gallant effort, but they lost by I think about eight points, 45 to 37, I think it was. Okay, yeah, um, next week. But they, yeah. We'll, we'll see what they can do next week. and uh, But they are still um, around that top six mark so uh, or top eight mark. So they're still tracking pretty well. So overall, good weekend of footy. Um, always Great beating, weekend of footy. North Melbourne has always been a fun team to watch. I, I love missing it with their fans who, for some reason, um, have this tremendous belief that it's this crazy rivalry, even though we've won – the last nine games. There's no uh, rivalry, man. We just, yeah. We just get so we, we threw People threw some marshmallows at us and they think it's a rivalry. Since then, we've just pounded them <laughs> the whole time. So, <laughs> yeah, that's all right, mate. We'll play in a rivalry round. Everybody's got a rivalry with Essendon because we're, we're so good. But anyway, uh, but yeah, no, you're right. It's, it's a great game. Focus now on, on Carlton and see what we can do there. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's it for us, mate. Um, go Bombers. Thanks for all the uh, um, awesome feedback on the Jai Caldwell interview last week. It was That was just a sheer pleasure. Um, yeah, we can actually tell you that he uh, actually told us he had a, he was actually had a bit of a virus <laughs> before the yeah, show. Yeah, he wasn't so, feeling 100%. So uh, I'm glad, you know, 27 disposals later, obviously, he recovered. So um, thank you, everyone, for listening to the show, as always, and for your support for the show. Thank you to our patrons. Um, Absolutely. For your continued support. You can obviously catch us on Patreon. We just had uh, last week, we had Paul Cousins on doing a whole VFL wrap. We had the team selection North preview game. Then we had the instant reaction game after North. So it's three, we had three shows pretty much in the last six days. So it, it is five bucks a month and you get your money's worth. And you can also ch- uh, connect to our Discord community channel, which is which is going gangbusters as well. Over 300 people in that community just talking Essendon Absolutely. every day. A nice, safe space that you can just connect to. And, and the guys and girls there are awesome. So I, I chat to them a lot and just love talking to them. So that's it from us, mate. Yes, indeed. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll talk to you guys very soon. Catch you, everyone.